Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. That's our new soundboard. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Why do we start with Justin? And Mark Medina. And the reasons that we started with Justin, Sam, is that some people were very upset last week yep. that I didn't leave with Justin. They were very perturbed. But Mark is nearest to you. P- yeah. Game Scoop listeners are people of habit. Okay. They they want to. They're, they're it's a I'm, ritual. I'm glad you didn't say creatures of habit. All yeah. right. I think people that would be habit. condescending. And yeah. people of good taste. Oh yeah. I'll be honest. I I was just coming in here to look for the broom, and <laughs> and got pulled onto this podcast. I don't know. That's some on? sort of a joke about this being the broom closet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it was sure a good is. joke. I don't think we needed to shame him for that joke. I liked it. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> this is not. This is a good it's, size room. This, but it's seriously, the old podcast. Room. I do see you using the well, broom, and the whole office is carpeted, and I just think it's not working. Medina, I know, you actually I know. dated yourself because Columbia is actually the old podcast room. Oh. You're dating yourself, yeah. Justin, because the old yeah. podcast room is in another oh, city. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm explaining to both of you, or to our audience, that Columbia is an office uh, that you can, or a, what yeah. would you call it? Office. It's a, a, conference, well, room. a conference, conference room. room that you could yeah. rent here in the office. Well, you don't have to rent it. You can just book it. <laughs> yeah, you have to book it. Sorry. Sam's like, oh, so many years. I'm going broke. You can broke. just book it, and Columbia is based off the video game, Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. Bioshock Infinite, yeah. Uh, we got a great show oh. for you this week. The classic Bioshock Infinite sound. 
Are we gonna let? Is the, are we gonna still let Sam control the soundboard? I look. Well, Sam, I moved closer to it. <laughs> Sam is his own person. I can't. You know, I'm not in control of Sam. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Uh, we do have. Aha. <laughs> we do have a great show for you this week. We're gonna talk about the Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. All of the stadiums. Well. Yeah. Okay. The Google Stevia. Really, just the is one. What I've already seen. But it Stadia to is as. stadium plural. Yeah. Uh, also, a gigantic, uh, big anticipated gaming console has been delayed. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that too. Oh no! But first, quick reminder: next week at PAX East, I will be there doing a Game Scoop panel with Brian Altano, uh, Seth Macy, and Sydney Goodman. That is next Thursday, March twenty eighth, twelve thirty p.m. in the Albatross Theater. Is it going to be online later? I think they might stream it live. Mm. Wow. I have to double check that. Those um, are very funny people. That's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. This should be really, really fun. That's, uh, so if you're going to PAX East Thursday, definitely come and hang out with us. But uh, announced this morning, finally, after so much speculation and mm-hmm. rumor, mm-hmm. Google revealed its streaming service. It is called Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe it, this one, Damon? It is a video game streaming platform. That will allow you to, as I say, stream AAA games to anyone who has a Chrome browser. Any device that has a Chrome browser. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so basically anything with a color screen. High quality gaming, they say, they're aiming for 4K at launch, 60 frames per second Mm -hmm. on any device that you have. Assuming your internet can handle it and it's a 4K display, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're in that. So yeah, anything that has a Chrome browser includes all mobile phones, all tablets, um... Not other game consoles. Yeah, and then the hardware yes. they do have is a controller. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah. There's uh, a controller that... Um, and, it, and it's funny to see controllers that are being invented now because we've kind of come to a standstill on, mm-hmm. on controller development. It's this been. looks exactly like the Switch controller, which looks exactly like the Xbox controller, which looks like... Well, people like, say that, but the, the, last one. the analog sticks are aligned like the, like the DualShock 4. That's true. Well, mm-hmm. right. I had to mix it up a little bit by stealing from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I do prefer offset analog sticks, but sure. to Sam's point that like controllers used to diverge wildly, mm-hmm. and like, those days well, are pretty much over now. Like, that's yeah. true. Now you get the four face buttons, the four shoulder buttons, and two analog sticks. And mm-hmm. Well, if you consider the PlayStation 1 controller, the N64, and the Saturn, uh, clearly PlayStation 1. That's like more of the yeah. model of today's controller. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good take. I mean, I think that especially the DualShock was it, it allowed you to play games with 3D and cameras that you can move separately. And that's basically the big advance that we've stuck with from yeah. here on out. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that certain genres, like FPS, by the way, like there's certain games doing its own thing, like Halo. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like even controls in some, like there can be games that I've never played in my life and I can pick it up and like, this is probably aim down sight. This is probably going to be mm-hmm. jump. This is yeah. probably going to be some sort of action button. Like, yeah. They still switch it up so much. Like they did show. switch it up, especially with, across <laughs> Japanese and. American you get like Red Dead. You know, some yeah, games are exactly. really oh, doing Red Dead was, stuff. Yeah, going from Assassin's Creed to Red Dead was so funny. Just yeah. jumping or punching your horse yep. or whatever, just constantly just screwing up. <laughs> horses getting punched all the time, and then time the whole town's point. after you. Yep. And then it was unless it's Assassin's Creed, then what, nobody cares. What is the point of the Wild West if you can't punch your own horse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it was like Assassin's Creed Origins and God of War that decided now for this act, this melee action game, you're going to start using the triggers to attack. Yeah, it's funny. I switched them for both. Yeah, because I, I played Origins and I was like, I don't like this, and I switched it. And then when I played God of War, I was like, Oh, this is like OG Origins, and I, I switched that one too. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Google saying, Stadia is a yeah. competitor to uh, PS4, 
Xbox. Yeah, it is and not live. There's not a. I'm sorry. It's a competitor to online and to online. It is not a game console. But it there's no is box. A game streaming service. But it's going to give you, as they say, it'll give you access to high quality AAA gaming without a console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the asterisk that your internet speed has to support it, right? That's true. Yeah. They uh, walked Dylan I mean, Cuthbert out there. Did you see that? Yeah, but it, like, it could be. Fox. It could be like like. Like they say, it's twice as powerful, or it's, it's powerful as a PS4 and Xbox One put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you, now you can get high, in theory, higher quality gaming without a console. I like it's it. interesting. I think it's cool. Um, I think you know Sam's brought up many, many times that much of America and the rest of the world is not going to have high enough internet speeds to support this, which like that's completely valid. Um, but. There are never going to be fewer people that have fast internet than there are today. Tomorrow, there will be more than there are today. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's Unless already there's some sort of apocalyptic event, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I should caveat that with like, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Over <laughs> that, that'll be we'll everyone's main election. concern. How am I going to game now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the world yeah. is in ruin. But I think and that's also that irradiated water. Right. <laughs> there's so many other systems that have tried to do this already, and Google is the biggest, and they can do it better. Yeah, they maybe. Have, but like that doesn't matter if if still most people can't use it. Well, and so but, being there first and being there big is like pretty good right now for them. But well, it looks really good. But like I don't I don't see why five years is going to make any difference for them like to make this work. But that's the point. But where I do disagree a little. It's you know you say it doesn't matter if most people can't use it. I'm like well, but they know like Google is a big company, a smart company, and they know that there's I'm going to make up a number, but they know that there's. 50 million households in America whose internet's fast enough and they know that in 10 years there'll be you know 60 or 70 million and then you extend that out to other countries in the world so I, like I'm completely sensitive to you. like if you watch that presentation and you'd said look my download speed's slow I can't use this like that's not great but like we didn't level that same complaint at like Netflix when it introduced 4k streaming that's that, or, uh, that's what I want to say this is streaming these games is going to be like streaming Netflix the the Which you power can't do in the Midwest right the now. power of very the, well well I I disagree with that. I can do that at my sister's place in in Olathe Kansas but I had trouble doing that sure and if you and you're if you're, in, in, you're, if you're doing any other thing your family's in a little bit more of a rural area than yeah. where my sister lives mm-hmm. but you're like the the power of their data centers that's running the game isn't reliant on your internet connection they're just, they're just they're just streaming that screen the image to you but they so. showed a graphic of their data center your internet provider and mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it's the ISP that the internet provider is the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing where they're just they're, there's a lot of like glossing over that that ISPs can't handle that right now. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd want to see like two TVs next to each other, seeing a Netflix movie being streamed in 4K mm-hmm. yeah. versus a Blu or you know 4K Netflix Blu-ray. 4K is not 4K Blu-ray 4K. That's right, and so it's true. like it's 4K, but by the time it gets to you, what is it? Mm-hmm. My my bigger problem is not even graphics fidelity; it's latency. Um, sure. we, you know, these have already existed for a while. GeForce Now and Shadow is really big. And uh, we have a guy here in the office that uses Shadow, and he says, oh, it's great. Who's that? When I can't, I can't rat him out. Okay. Why would, how is that ratting him out? Is it shameful to be no, using no. this? It's uh, Mike Quinn, one of our video editors. Mm. Uh, and he says, like, it's great here in the office, but, like, yeah. at home, maybe not so great. But the, that's because IGN has really good internet. The latency is a super real, like, you're in a, like, Damon, you and I just equated it to, to streaming 4K on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But where that does break down a little bit is, like, you have to then interact with that game. And that's it true. still has to feel yeah, good. Yeah, once Netflix starts... You're yeah. good. It's not gonna, nothing's going to change. Or even if it does stutter, like you get five minutes mm-hmm. in and you have to wait five seconds, like that doesn't feel great. But that's but, not that big a deal. But that's a much bigger problem right. in the context. The moment of, like, you a pick up Call of Duty game. and and it lags a little bit, mm-hmm. 
you're going to put it down and get to the PS4 version. I think that's why, I don't think it's a coincidence that that's why they showed off Assassin's Creed Odyssey, by the way, because I love that game to death. Mm -hmm. It's my, uh, I think it might be my favorite game of last year, Hmm. but it is like a little bit slow, a little bit sluggish. Not super twitchy. Yeah, it's not super twitchy. And so it's a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an excellent game to demo on a streaming service like this versus something like, I don't know, like Apex Legends. No matter how Google, how big Google is, they're not going to, they're not going to break the speed of light. And and there's, Mm -hmm. there's actual problems with saying where your computer is doing the work versus where your controller is doing the inputs. That is an actual physical problem to overcome that unless you are having those servers in your state, you are introducing, you know, very, very, very slight delays doubled Mm -hmm. because it has to go get calculated, come back to you at doubled at the very least. There's just no way to overcome that. And I, we've never seen a time in which we're interacting with Twitch gaming remotely. And because you just have to set up infrastructure for that. And yeah. Google may want to do that for a lot of people, but they can't do it for everybody. But you don't even like Twitch gaming. <laughs> what does that mean? That's not the style of game that you enjoy arcade personally. Games? Well, yeah, old school arcade games, yeah. yeah that's probably I mean, I mean if you play a platformer, that's got Well, what you, you guys know, aren't thinking about, though, good. is that I, my, I love first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. And if first-person shooters are messed up in single player, that is a problem. That is a big problem. Also, music games, Rock Band's one of my favorite games of all time. That clearly just wouldn't even work. I'm, I'm supportive mm. of anybody that wants to share, you know, a different and more progressive and futuristic vision for the future of gaming. And uh, and I don't think that I don't think it's an indictment of this service, or it shouldn't exist if it doesn't work for everyone in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a really good tech take. But then there's another thing we're not talking about, where this is the one of the world's largest corporations, mm-hmm. and they are in it for money and not for art. Well, and everybody's I, in it, it for money. That's not true. There's a lot. There's plenty of developers that are in it for the art, and I respect that. And I think well, it's really cool on. to like, see, uh, like the companies that we talk about on this show every yeah. week are some of the biggest companies on earth, including Microsoft. Yeah, that's true. And I'm skeptical of their ability to set up an entire pay infrastructure and say this is how you're going to pay us to play video games from here on out. Hmm. I, th- I have the same skepticism about Disney and everybody else starting streaming services. I don't think we're going to be saving money in this scheme. Like it's not going to happen. So you're you're blocking people out by technology, and then you're going to set this pricing scheme, which says like, you know, can you ever buy a used game again? No. So most people in the United States buy used games. Like this is a serious problem that we're going to be facing, where everything can be set by a single very you know intent on making a profit corporation, and there's not going to be competition to like get stuff on that platform. That that was something that I was kind of sad that they didn't go into it all was price point because it's like. You know, you buy a PS4 and that's it. That's your PS4. You're not paying. I mean, well, then you get PS Plus. Mm-hmm. Sure, but like if you're just the, gonna play a single player, and game, the PS4 but, also costs four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, it so sure does. Big hurdle uh, to get into. But once you have it, you have it, and then you're you're paying uh, for the games. Mm-hmm. Where you get something like we'll just go off Shadow. You still have to buy the games, and then it's thirty dollars a month to use after mm-hmm. a year. You've now caught up to way more than what a PS4 costs. It's like 500 bucks a year. You could have just bought a PS4 because you're still buying the games anyways. Uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned about how it's like, oh, I think the games would come with it. And I 100% no. think that that would be the case. That, that would be too much of a steal yeah. if every game was suddenly also free. My expectation is that there mm-hmm. will be an Xbox Game Pass style subscription service mm-hmm. that uh, you know may or may not support the big AAA third-party games from Ubisoft. Um, yeah, yeah, but certainly, you know, I uh, game preservation is important to me and the ability to control your media. And I have a stack of games that I can turn into money if I want to is important to me. Mm-hmm. But 
you do have to buy the box. You know, you can you can play a game at a friend's house or read an IGM review to tell you if a PS4 is good or not. But it's kind of anti-consumer that you have to buy this $400 PlayStation box and this $400 Microsoft box and this $300 Switch box to play these video games compared to a vision of you can pay zero dollars and use the Chromecast that's already in your head in your house. But you're paying um, monthly for the service. Yes, but that's yeah. a lot of months to you know total up the price of a game console. Yeah, if but it's ten dollars, if it's fifteen dollars a month, you if, know, it's, whatever if it's a four hundred dollar console, yeah. that's how, how I, just, I just can't imagine it would be any less than than like forty or fifty a month. Well, that's, that's why I said like I think that's too much. I don't, I don't think people would yeah. pay that. They pay that for one whole year of Xbox. Right, that's well, a so, PlayStation that's, for a year. That's what I'm saying, though, is like that's that's where I'm having trouble like seeing this vision become a reality is because this service somewhat already exists already with GeForce Now and Shadow mm-hmm. are the, this seems way better than those, but then it's also going to be cheaper. Well, that's Google, I, and I know it's Google. I know yeah, Google could. Uh, that's afford, called dumping. <laughs> I was going to say Google could afford to uh, uh, spin this up at a loss, but. That's called dumping, and it's illegal. Yeah, and at some Soundboard. point, <laughs> um, and at some point, you know, it's no different than the cable that you have in your house now. Where like it's cheap for a year, you know, right? Yeah. But if Google's going to be in this business for a decade, you know, into perpetuity, like yeah. at some point they will have to make it. Profitable. I mean, I do wonder. I mean, Xbox has it figured out where they're doing Game Pass for ten bucks a month, which is mm-hmm. just like a steal. Yeah. So it's like obviously they they probably they probably have something figured out where it's like, hey, we can do this at a loss because in the long run we'll make money here mm-hmm. or there. I'm also just generally supportive. This is what I was talking about a few minutes ago. Um, just, just philosophically, like a vision, like the, the technology that we use is informed by like how how it is that consumers are insisting that they, what do they want it for, right? Like because of the, the spread of Netflix and streaming content and other streaming platforms, that's forced ISPs to, you know, be faster sooner. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that, that, uh, you know, it's like we've always seen video games and pornography, frankly, like moving internet and online technology forward and sort of dragging people along with this vision of like, here's what the future should be and what technology is capable of. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, you know, Google, I think, is very well positioned to um, to to, you know, sort of force a vision of the future that I think, you know, will will have all these other like spillover benefits in different ways. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to pay developers. That's yeah. That's another big question mark. Like I, I think the music industry is being completely ruined by the in- internet. Like nobody gets paid to make music anymore, except for like the select few huge stars. There's no in between. You can get music for free, or you can get it uh, through Apple, and that's the sole shop. And if you sell stuff on <coughs> Apple, you don't really make money. You have to mm-hmm. sell it in such high volume. Um, it was so much better for artists, even especially when they could put out independent records, which they still can do, uh, to sell their own stuff and to uh, or sign a great record deal to make money off of their own mm-hmm. stuff. And and game developers have that option right now. And there's great people that work with indies. I've been talking to a lot of them over the last couple of days. And there's this whole thing right now about publishers and how much they, of a cut they take and mm-hmm. stuff. Right? Um, I think iTunes is the best example of like like how that can really become bad for artists. And I don't want to see that happen to games. So is that games is always kind of I, always, always is that the internet's fault or is that consumers' yeah, right. fault? I don't know. But I would argue that 
iTunes was really good for musicians because mm. then independent musicians like myself all of a sudden could sell my music to anybody in the entire world. So it was the let me, let me, it was streaming that was bad. It was streaming that was bad. That was bad. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And now people use Apple Music as more of a streaming platform probably than yeah. iTunes. But, but iTunes was a good step. Yeah. The music industry got to enjoy you know eighty years of forcing people to buy a record for the two yeah. songs they wanted. I'm, That's the I end of my point. <laughs> I definitely don't see it that way because there was singles and there was uh, yeah. yeah but and, and LPs should be good. I'm sorry, there's bad LPs out there, but I don't buy them, and I buy LPs every week. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. This is a this is a, a brave new world, maybe a scary new world. That uh, I just think it's just going to be, be, a, be a, a really corporate new world, and I, I think that like we're going to see cool stuff come out of this, and it'll be fun for us to try it out. But I think we're just going to see this like class separation in gamers, and there already is one. But there's still people that can buy an old console and play old games and, and get into the stuff. And I don't want to see that go away. I don't want there to be a, a, such a bar to entry to playing games. You have to have the perfect internet and you have to have a subscription fee. And that just yeah. doesn't seem like the world I want to live in. There's also just the fact that I think gamers are a little bit unique is that they buy this $400 box and they feel they love like they love it. Mm-hmm. Right. They feel they love mm-hmm. they feel like they're participating in like an ecosystem and a family. And so like I think gamers like on some level bu- buying that hardware and knowing that I've invested in this and now for the next five to seven years this is like the home where I'm going to be doing all of my yeah, gaming. Yeah, will we see that community build? Yeah. Well, you know, I people going to love Stadia that they, way? Like, they have a really know. interesting vision for community which um, I don't know how much Damon you want to devote the show to this but like we didn't even talk about any of its vision for community and online gaming. It's and like um, YouTube is just built into the it's yep, really the fascinating. idea of the console. Like everyone, uh, System. gamers mm-hmm. sort of claim to hate always online, but I think what they hate is like when always online is there. Like when it's not when you're not getting anything back from it. Like it's only benefit to the developer for the DRM or for whatever reason. Like Google's presenting a really interesting vision for you know we know you're online because this is an only online service mm. and here's some interesting ways where that can manifest itself or like one person is sort of the commander on the battlefield and can see the screen of other people um, mm-hmm. that there's no processing cost or anything to seeing other people's views because because it's not actually rendering those pixels on your screen mm-hmm. you're just sort of streaming their viewpoint like same with like uploading stuff to YouTube they were mm-hmm. saying like one computer is giving you the image while another computer is putting it yeah. on your YouTube exactly. that you can just save and the sharing of the game states where like I got myself into this mm-hmm. situation yeah. in this game you know can you do better <clears throat> or having people join your game in real time like all that stuff but that is, leads uh, me to believe that you're not going to be paying for individual games if you have the ability to just jump into mm-hmm. a game that someone else is playing yeah, that immediately was, that was something that was that That's I was a little weird about was when it said uh, when it was like uh, you see the trailer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey mm-hmm. and you you click a thing and in five seconds you're yeah. playing the game it takes I mean, more than five seconds to type in credit card info to buy the game. So there's obviously yeah. something there that, so it does make me think that maybe it is more like on live or something like that, where it's like you're, you're paying X dollars a month and these are the games we have right now. Yeah. I don't know. You know they, they didn't, rev- they didn't talk about many actual games. Mm-hmm. You know, they did have doom eternal on there. They announced first party studios, but we don't know how vast this, their library is going to be when it launches. Ubisoft and id software, which yeah. is you know, mm-hmm. Bethesda yeah. ultimately. So. Yeah. Well, they had all those icons at the beginning, which a lot of people are breaking those down and they're like, this is, you know, the little yeah. gray squares. And they're like, this one is red dead. This one was something else. Like they were taking all the icons and putting them together. And it's like, this is definitely this game. And mm-hmm. so like they think that those are all like miniature teams. Yeah, we wrote that up. You can look up that. Uh, yeah. You Google that. 
uh, it's really cool to see Jade Raymond be involved in this. She's like mm. one of you know gaming's foremost developers, and it's cool to see her at the top of that. And I mentioned earlier, Dylan Cuthbert was walked out to talk about some stuff, and uh, he he made the code for Star Fox, which is like some of the most impressive '90s code ever. Uh, and before that, X. So mm. it's cool to see who they're associating with. He's still at Q Games, I think. So they're not hiring him, but and we know it's to see that it's launching this year. We don't know exactly when, and we don't know once again that price point. So. Yep. And it's going to be cross-platform, whatever that means, because obviously the other platforms have to say yes. Cross-platform play. And they kept on saying, oh, you'll hear more this summer, and they didn't say E3. Mm. But they said this summer. Yeah. There is an empty spot spot on uh, (laughs) Monday night of E3. Yeah, and on the show floor, there's probably going to be some space that's just available. That's actually true. I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see how this develops uh, as we continue through 2019. Anyone know that one? Uh, Super C, maybe? Is no, it, but it is a Konami game. I could tell it sounds very Contra-like. It's um, it's Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. When you drop into Metal Gear at the beginning of the game. Yeah. See, these are like I love the original Metal Gear on NES, but I don't pick up on. I don't know it by heart well <laughs> enough to pick up the music track. Mm. I feel asleep. <laughs> yeah. The truck <laughs> Some, started to move. Someone set us up the bomb. Uh, I mentioned another uh, hardware that's been delayed. Anyone know what I'm talking about? No, I'm probably, afraid. Probably something silly. The Atari VCS. Oh, uh, oh really? It was delayed. Been, from it's not from, what? No, from this spring to oh, late spring. late 2019. Yeah. Uh, they said the reason is to add new and improved tech to the console. Remember, this is the Atari VCS, the relaunch of the Atari hardware brand that was announced. I think of like two years ago now, maybe more. Mm. Uh, we still, so now it's coming late this year. We still don't know about distribution partners, what peripherals, what the UI looks like, games, what games are, what sort of. But didn't they already announce that it already had like fairly modern chipsets and stuff inside of it? Yeah, like, and it was going to play way more than just Atari games. Did I dream that, or was I that? think yeah, you're right. And, and and the big reveal was at GDC last year. Yeah, we we saw that's that right. Yeah, then. and we but had then Stadia. Uh, they saw some leak, and they're like, "We got to delay. We got to compete." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Atari VCS will be able to to stream Google Stadia. <laughs> That's right. And I remember talking about this now because we weren't even sure which version of like corporate Atari was making it just because yeah. the company's been split and sold and remade <clears throat> so many times. Infograms <laughs> yeah. is entertainment. Uh, and then, Sam, what's going on with the Intellivision? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're going to hear more about it this fall. This fall? Mm-hmm. Fall 2019. Yep. All right. Please be excited. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meats and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Your tasty proteins are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you're ready. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. My recent Good Chop box included a couple delicious, boneless, 10-ounce ribeye steaks. I also got some Alaskan sockeye salmon fillets that I baked in foil with lemon juice, garlic cloves, and a little parsley. And then there was the thick-cut bacon that I've been baking up for breakfast with my eggs. Saving me trips to the grocery store or butcher means I have more time for important things, like spending time with my family and, of course, playing video games. Go to goodchop.com slash gamescoop120 and use code gamescoop120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code gamescoop120 at goodchop.com slash gamescoop120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash gamescoop120, 
Code GameScoop120. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Anyone know this one? I'm going to go with a top-down shooter. <laughs> that is a Wolverine's level from X-Men Children of the Atom in arcades. So I got Capcom right. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Got to be honest with you. I thought we'd get a little bit, a little bit more uh, ground out of the uh, Atari VCS discussion, but <laughs> no one had much to say about that, so we're going to move on. Well, it's you know we had we were clobbered by new information today. Mm. That's true. It's hard to keep the old information mm. in my brain. That's true. Well, then let's check in with the listeners. Okay. Hey, listeners, listeners, remember you can re- always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Brett from Rising Sun, Maryland, did. Whoa. It's a cool name. That's a cool name. I had no other idea there was a Rising Sun Maryland. I also want to point out, by the way, that if we had known we were talking about the VCS, we may have had a little <laughs> bit more to say. But I never give you a heads up. Thank you. I can start doing that. I found them. I've, listeners, I've been hitting keys a lot today, and you might not have heard the results. Because <laughs> Damon has tried to hide from me the keys that he uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mapped to this uh, laptop keyboard here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can certainly start sharing the uh, topics with you. I thought some, sometimes you like to come in fresh so you can react. Anyway, Brett from Rising Sun, Maryland says, GameScoop is easily the premier video game podcast on IGN or any other publication or service for that matter. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brett. Agreed. I look forward to the show every week, see what you guys are up to and what news has recently broken across all platforms, like the Atari VCS. Mm-hmm. Your recent edition of the Name That Video Game Tune is great, and I've got a cool suggestion for a name for that segment, Game That Tune. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Let's, okay. let's yeah. go with that. I don't want to think about this anymore. Let's choose that one. Henceforth, <laughs> it's that segment is called Game That Tune. What if it's been taken by somebody else? Well, let's just yeah. let's just not look. Okay. So we don't know. All right. Uh, then le- we complete legal. ignorance. Legal if you're listening. Your Honor, I didn't know that ga- that name was already taken. Go ahead and clear that name for us. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure they check every they, li- they exhaustively <laughs> comb through every podcast. Our legal department? Yeah. Can you imagine? I just uh, ordered 400 t-shirts. <laughs> Thanks for making my commute enjoyable. I've tried before, but never had my 20 questions game selected. I'd like to try again. I bet Sam could get this one. Now, this is a a game that I would not normally pick, but Brett thinks Sam Mm. could get it. Should we allow Sam a chance? But you guys can help, though, right? Is this like a separate, this is a special? Yeah, this would be a special. Okay, 10 questions. Speed round. Uh, Okay, let the question begin. Is this from before 1990? Yes. Is this from before 1985? No. Did this game come out on NES? Yes. Uh, was this in arcades? Yes. Okay. This should be easy. Yeah. Um, uh, is this a Japanese game? Yes. Yeah. That's five. Do you shoot guns? Yes. <laughs> shoot hella guns. <laughs> uh, does this game have sequels? No. All right. Is this a Capcom game? No. Oh, I was thinking Capcom. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking 1942. I could have worked. Uh, is this a... Um, uh, is this a game where you're a person? Like, do you control a human? Uh, yes, uh, but so and um, uh, abstractly, <laughs> you do not have direct control over a human, but you do control what the human does and where the human goes. They're piloting a ship. 
Oh, do you control a vehicle? No. Oh, that's ten. I've led you astray. Uh. You control where they go and what they do- does, but not directly. What they does? Yes. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> <For sure>. Mark. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> wow, this is really confusing. I don't know. Um, are we just gonna keep going? Right, ten questions. Do you want me? Do you want to just give up? Uh, well, wanna... is this based on a license? No. Uh, and you said it didn't have sequels, right? No. Um, it's Japanese made. Is the company still around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is it a Konami game? No. Whoa. Could be, could be Nintendo. They were making arcade games back then. Yeah. Is it a Nintendo game? It is. Ah. Uh, it's also an arcade. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> but it's from ap- uh, after 85. After 85. Mm-hmm. And it's on NES? Mm-hmm. So is it a sports game? No. That's okay. 15. Uh-oh. You asked if there's shooting in this, and there is a oh, whole yeah. heck of a lot of it. Hogan's Alley. But it may not be the kind of shooting you're thinking that of. That didn't come it, to arcade. Is this the third game in a series? It, no. Okay. I thought it was Donkey Kong 3. That's why. No. Right. But that was earlier than 1985. You play as the ape, don't you? You shoot a whole lot of stuff in this. I, I mean, I only know like arm wrestling and punch out and stuff from that late Nintendo period. Wow, what could it be? And it was on NES also. Yes. <laughs> Stumped. Is, is that it? I don't have it. Light gun games? Yeah, sorry, that's why I asked Hogan's Alley. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give up. Oh, you guys got you guys got really close. All right, it was Gumshoe. Oh, Gumshoe. Uh, <laughs> light that gun game. Arcades? Yeah. All the, I mean, all this original. Like, I guess I could have asked if it was a light gun game to you. And black box games, were on NES or on like a, like Play Choice. They're just no mm-hmm. Play Choice, yeah. Uh That's the game where it's like a private eye is trying to get across the screen, and you shoot him to make him jump. It's an auto runner, yeah. and you shoot him to make him jump. What year do you have for that? Eighty six. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that would have been like eighty four or something. No. Well. Cool. Thanks, Brett from one. Rising Sun, Maryland. Did you guys hear about uh, so Star Tropics is on Nintendo Switch Online now, mm. and there's a problem with it. No, I hadn't heard. heard about this. So I've actually never beaten Star Tropics. I've only played it here. Did in they the office. take the butts out from the Japanese version? <laughs> no, no. That's all of the Star Tropics butts are still in there. <laughs> so uh, what's the problem? <laughs> the problem is that in order to beat the game at the very, very end, uh, right, you have right. to get off oh, the island into uh, to to get the uh, submarine to launch. Mm-hmm. There's a code yeah. on a map. That was included in the game box. What were they thinking? Reference. Now, when this game came to Virtual Console, in the online manual, that explained that Mm -hmm. in there and gave you the little code. Yeah. That's not here in the Nintendo Switch Online, so you can't beat it unless you actually go like search for that somewhere. We gotta get a wiki page up. Yeah, Sam's gotta go. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I saw a Star Tropics walkthrough as like a trending term in this one tool I used this week too. It could be, yeah. Yeah. That game doesn't actually have any multiplayer in it or anything, does it? I don't think so. I thought all the Nintendo Online games had like online play, as like you know, like Boom Fight, like you Mm. know, an online. Uh, Maybe they added something. If they had multiplayer, then they'll put that in. Mm. But yeah, Mm. that one doesn't. I don't pay for Nintendo Online right now. I have it. I'll check it out. Well, when it comes time to beat Star Tropics. I don't ever need to play Star Tropics again, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was cool. It came with a cloth map that you had to dip into water yeah. to reveal the code. How cool it's is that? Serious. It's the yeah. best feely. Yeah. <laughs> Total feely. Pretty good. Uh, let's share what we've been playing. Uh, uh, Mark, can you, sh- can you share what you've been playing? Uh, yeah, totally. Oh, uh, I've been okay. playing a ton of The Division 2. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Was Sorry. I mean, you've been uh, playing something else. Can you share that? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, when does this go up? 
Uh, I mean, let's just not risk it. No. Just don't two. risk it. <laughs> no. Division two. No, I've been then. playing division two, and I'm trying to. I'm gonna try to beat Devil May Cry. But I went away this weekend, and you know how it is when you're playing through a single player game. You're like blasting through it, and mm-hmm. then you leave for like four days. Yeah. And so, ugh. yeah. <laughs> not that bad i know <laughs> if you like the game it's not that bad i know i i like it enough you don't like it enough or you do no i do i like it enough mm. but then like last night i only had a few hours would prefer to put on division mm. that's a good game it's a fun game right there so division do you like yeah and did you like the first one yes okay yeah i liked it a lot so you're the audience for the division okay it it <laughs> <laughs> I accept your challenge. The game, what I like about Division, one thing I like about it is it's environmental storytelling. Like mm. all the areas in the game, it's not just like generic apocalyptic city. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting stuff going on block to block. And, uh, mm. and then the lore of the game, the Division virus happened at Christmas time, right? And so yeah. the first game was set right after Christmas. It was snowy New York City at Christmas time. But now, since that's when the world went to shit, now it's the following summer in D.C. and there's like decayed, decrepit Christmas Yeah, there's still Christmas Now stuff still out in summer. And mm. I just think that's a really interesting like nod to continuity. Like someone actually stopped to think like, okay, like if society broke down at this time of year and now it's six months later – like all the who, old rundown. Who's like, going to take all the time to take all that yeah, stuff? Nobody. Like it's all, the, all the like Christmas Town is still up in front of uh, the White House and a lot mm-hmm. of really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's that. like Fallout. Like every fall, it's always there's Halloween decorations everywhere mm-hmm. because yeah. the bomb shop in October. Yep. So are you playing the division, Justin? No, no, I stopped. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I stopped right away. <laughs> but you started. Yeah. Okay. Wait, why'd you stop? No, I talked about it on the show last week. I don't want to disparage the game at all. Like, I completely understand all the praise it's getting, and it seems like a very good looter shooter, um, but that's just not the thing for me right now. Cool. Uh, Mark, the uh, bullet sponge humans don't bother you? They're not spongy no. in the sequel. So, I don't know. Well, also in this game, it, it, they did a better job. So in the first game, it was like, it was just like street people, and mm-hmm. you know they're wearing a, just sw- a dude, they're wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, shoot him a thousand times. <laughs> and this one is way more like organized, military based. So when a guy comes out and he's super spongy, it's because he's wearing a bulletproof vest and stuff like that. And so like as you're shooting him, you're not really doing any damage, and then you'll see his helmet like knock off. And once his helmet's off, that's it. A couple of shots, and he'll be dead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Little little stuff like that is so smart. Like the gameplay itself is like very similar, right? Mm-hmm. But they just contextualize it in a different way. And yeah, if you played the first one, you'll feel right at home with this one. But it, it feels more like yeah, like they thought about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the game plays the same, but they addressed it tonally. Gotcha. Do you like the world? Like the world building stuff? I think it's okay. Uh, it's it's post apocalyptic, but like I I prefer my post apocalyptic to be more like Fallout, where you go to a house and. And you're like, there's a table set, and you're like, yeah. you know, family Mark, was about to eat dinner. Those are the is, people you're killing in this game. You're This is just like The more, scavengers are the people that you're trying to stop. <laughs> there's definitely yeah. some of that. The, the game makes absolutely no effort to explain uh, – I mean, it's a sequel, so some of this is fair. But it does nothing to explain who you are nah. or why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. It starts in Minerez, and then it's like, you got to get to Washington, D.C. Yep. right now. And then like you get there, and it's like, hello, we're so glad you're here. We need your help. And I'm like, yeah. I've, I've paid what zero agency in- am I working for? <laughs> yeah. Like, who am I? Like it's you're insane. part of the division. Yeah, but what but, is the division? It doesn't even. There's right, not even like a right. prologue. That's a, the, well, Mark. The what is the one, division? Well, so the first one's like. Really I don't cool. want to hear about the first one. No, the, well, I'm gonna explain it. So in the first one, it's like it's like a firefighter. He <laughs> or aren't they working? There you go. There you go. That'll show me. And the first one, it's like it's like someone goes to like 
they're like a firefighter and they go to get in the truck and their watch goes off. Uh, one was like they're playing with their kid and their watch goes off. It was the like little a, it division was like a secret circle. Defending. And so it's showing you that they, yeah, it's like you're part of this force that are called. It's like a draft basically. Uh, and so like first responders in the event of everything just going wrong. Yeah. So that's who you are. You're just a, a nameless person that like could have had a family, could have had a job, whatever. But the division called, and now that's it. You're part of that. So because they don't explain that in part two, because they only explain it in part one, it does kind of like leave you to yeah. You're just a well. And they're all, they're also becoming being. like more mythical. Like they're not everywhere. They're not all over the city. Like in the lore mm-hmm. of the sequel, there's only a few division agents like left still standing, mm-hmm. and you're basically like super soldiers, but you're not. You're just an, I just I'm just a normal woman. Right. Right. I don't know. It makes no sense. But it's cool. Uh, Sam, are you still playing Devil May Cry? Uh, I played a little bit more, but I went to our uh, – we're a partner in this, the Indie Mix last night. Mm-hmm. Played a bunch of games. There's a bunch of games there about animals. Uh, there's a cool game there called Calico, which I did not get to play, but I wanted to, which you ride a giant cat around in, and it's very cute. Uh, and then there's Is a that game, 3D or 2D game? Are uh, you a that's mouse? That's a 3D game. No, you're a, you're a girl. You're riding a cat? A giant cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, a giant Calico cat. It was amazing art style. It looks like Okami, but crazy. And what's the like genre? Crazy. Cat Crazy. Crazy. Cat, cat riding simulator. In, my game. favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you have something to do with the Cat Cafe in it, too. Just oh. just so we're on the same page there. Uh, Goose Game looks uh, – Untitled Goose Game untitled still looks Goose amazing. Game, yeah. I watched mm-hmm. some people play that for it. But the game – I played some games, but the one I played a lot, probably the most and talked to, was actually somebody who uh, was produced by people that used to be in this building. Um, Sam Kennedy mm-hmm. and James Milkey from uh, One Up back in the day. They had a game there called Jupiter and Mars. And, VR game? Uh, uh, it, it, it you can play in VR, but I did not play okay. VR there. And it's a, it's a dolphin game. It's mm-hmm. a, a you know Echo the Dolphin like, oh, cool. um, but it has like really like neon kind of uh, sci-fi look. And you explore areas. It's like Metroid style. You can come back with new abilities and big kind of open uh, underwater areas. And it was you know I just started playing from the start and I was totally drawn in. Hmm. It's really cool. Good motion. Nice. And it's neat because you are a dolphin, like in first person, <laughs> but then there is a dolphin next to you yeah. that you like completely control also. So you're like a pair, I guess. And so it's like you, some of your actions have that dolphin like ram something to knock something down, but then some of them are you sending out sonar to like map out the area or whatever. <laughs> it was great. And these are, these are all upcoming indie games. That game's out in a month. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think of any other interesting ones, but that was probably the highlight of gameplay this week. And then we're going to play a bunch of Japanese indie games on uh, Wednesday of this yeah. week, which mm-hmm. we'll, we can report back on next week. It's going to be great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Justin, anything else that you're playing? I've been doing a lot of uh, board game scoop lately. Board game um, scoop. I, I dug back out uh, the Lord of the Rings card game, which is mm-hmm. my favorite board game. We've got some more plays of that in and Marvel Legendary and the Arkham Horror living card game as well. Um, so going on a big card game binge right now and been organizing <laughs> – Organizing them all is just as fun as actually playing the game. Getting it all sorted. <laughs> yeah, and I've been print, fun, right? printing off dividers, <clears throat> and I bought a laminator. Whoa. I'm going to laminate all the dividers to get everything all like arranged perfectly. <laughs> Whoa, it's so it's satisfying. It's like inventory management in a game. It's, it's totally fun. Cool. Yeah. I do that with records and video games. Everything yeah. I collect is just it's great. It's great to reorganize and get Al- things Alphabetize good. them. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And then uh, the video game I've been playing is I started the sequel to that JRPG I was playing last month. Trails um, in the Sky? Trails in the Sky. So the sequel is called Second Chapter SC. Trails in the Sky SC. Cool. Um, it's supposedly like 70 <laughs> plus hours long. Oof. So goodness gracious, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to be hearing from me on that one for weeks and weeks. Are you guys going to play Sekiro on Friday? 
Uh, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, that game looks cool to me, but I don't. I'm not a Dark Souls or Bloodborne guy, so it's like. But I, it looks like that. It but like, looks just like there's enough. Of when it. I look at it, it just looks like a, a ninja yeah. action game. Yeah. See, you have an interesting cool. perspective. Yeah. Where Damon, you love ninja games, yeah. but you're not as wild about Souls likes. Yeah, so it's like, like I don't. So yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it I'll, has a grappling hook, which is like I mean, really appealing yeah. to me. Yeah. Like frankly, like I really like games with grappling hooks on them. It yeah. makes it fun to traverse. I will at least give it a shot. Are you gonna play it, Mark? Yeah. All Let's right. Move on. <laughs> uh, I've been playing something uh, that I missed when it first came out, but I always uh, I suspected it would be a Damien game, and it is a Damien game oh, nice. through and through. Let's see if you guys can guess it. This game was released in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was kickstarted. Okay, that's it. Uh, it was uh, a, a type of game that used to be very popular, but isn't anymore. So they had to kickstart a, a top it. Top down sort shooter. Bring this back. Not a top down shooter. A brawler. No. You've been playing a lot of Metroidvanias. Yeah, but this isn't that. It's a much Those are older, older style game. Point and click. Hmm. Oh, you probably played uh, Thimbleweed Park. I've been playing Thimbleweed Park. Oh, yeah. I saw you playing it last night. I totally blanked. After we talked about Maniac Mansion yep. and the music and Maniac Mansion stuff, that's great. Yep. Cool. To oh, be fair, I didn't Ron know Gilbert. Thimbleweed Park was Kickstarter. You just yeah. reminded me. I keep meaning to give a shout out to, I bought this art book uh, from, I think Bitmap <clears throat> Books make it. Ooh, I hope that's right. Uh, the Art of Point and Click Adventure Games. Like going mm. all all the way back, and it is incredible. Like it's mm, one of the you best. Can spread those like panoramas. Yeah, out, right. So it's like corner to corner. I almost said screen to screen for a physical book, but like corner to corner screenshots of like you know Monkey Island and all these old games, and they have interviews with all the creators. Some of which are you know getting up there in age. I mean, That's obviously great. like uh, Tim Schafer's younger, but some of the other ones are older. And so it's Run good to like it's good to talk to them about the inception of the point and click genre, and then you know Thimbleweed Park is it goes chronologically, and then it's then in there at the end of the book. Man, this, this is brand new. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing book, and I keep meaning to give it a shout-out on Gamescube. So. Cool. Sorry yeah. To interrupt. Mission accomplished. I've really been enjoying Thimbleweed Park. This is from Ron Gilbert, the guy who made yep. Maniac Mansion, one of, one of the key guys in Maniac Mansion. And it's uh, it's that type of point-and-click adventure game, even visually. Did you play Broken Age? I played Broken Age, yeah. yeah I like so, Broken Age. Yeah, but that's that feels like a more modernization. It's a, a new modern, take. A yeah. modern take on it. This is like so good in that game. meant to, to look... Mm-hmm. Uh, actually... They describe it as it's meant to play like you remember those games playing in your mind because they can be very clunky and obtuse. Sure, it's, it's much more it, much yeah. more playable, but it's very funny. It's very witty. Uh, you, there's multiple playable characters, just like there was in Maniac Mansion. One of them is a young girl who's an aspiring game designer, mm-hmm. and she wants to get a job at the the a most famous maker of adventure games, Mucus Flim. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've been playing Thimbleweed Park. It's like seven bucks on PS4 right now. So I think it just got ported to Switch. It is on Switch now too, uh, but it's the full price on twenty bucks on there. Big <laughs> oh. <laughs> out. Uh, and that brings us to the real video game twenty questions. Unless you can game that game that tune. Um, I do. It's, it's not from a game we mentioned already. Maybe it is. Dude, is it just game- for Metal Gear? <laughs> That's the game over music for Metal Gear. I was going to say, Game That Tune drives me insane because I recognize them all, but not I can't place <laughs> mm. a name to them. Um, I, I, I vaguely know that. Do they use that tune in other Metal I don't think so. There's always... I mean, when the, Snake dies in Metal Gear Solid, they, they start shouting, shouting Snake. Snake! <laughs> Time paradox. Oh, that's the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. That yeah that's what it is. That's what started with Solid, though. This is so, the original Metal Gear. And that didn't have any elements of that in it? No. Can we hear it again? Okay, once again. It's 
a similar vibe going. Oh, we should yeah. go back to D- that. Different melody. I know, it's really good. Uh, our suggestion this week, our video game 20 question suggestion comes from Brant Hurley in Pocatello, Idaho. Okay, don't screw us over. Brant. Let the questioning begin. Whoa. Did this game come out before uh, 1990? Uh, nope. Did it come out after 2000? Yes. January 1st, 2000? Okay. Yes. Whole yep. decade's gone. Yep. Did this game come out on an optical-based media? <laughs> yes. Uh, was this game developed in America? No. Uh, does this game have... Is, is the series still running? Is This series is not still running, no. That's five. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, what? Was this game developed in Japan? Yes. Okay. Does this have a realistic art style? No. I feel like I need, we need to narrow down time frame because we're only after 2000 right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Is this okay. game uh, an HD game? No. Was this a handheld game? No. We're in real trouble here. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's optical-based media. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. We it's not eliminated P- PSP. It's not PSP. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was my bad. Is this published by uh, a developer that uh, has conferences at E3? Yes. Ooh. That's 10. So it's got to be, what well, doesn't got a first be. party game? Yes. First party. Was this game developed by Sony? No. Whoa. <laughs> same question, Microsoft? No, it's j- Japanese. Oh, yeah. Same. Well, it's, so it's, so it's got to be, be Japanese. Well, but it's first party. to say, like, yeah, right, is Nintendo the Nintendo? first party? Hold on. Is this a Nintendo game? Yes, it's a Nintendo game. <laughs> so uh, no, I, it's probably that means it's probably GameCube. It's got to be or Wii. Well, yeah, Wii's, Wii's not HD. So it's Wii. <laughs> could be got Wii. that dig in. Wait, so it's an HD game? Not no, HD. it's not an HD. Not an HD. So it could be Wii GameCube or Wii because Wii's not. Is HD. this a GameCube game? Yes. Uh, <laughs> man, that that was a walk. Six questions to go. Wait, wait, wait. Let's be smart about this. There's no way to do that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But we said it was first party, right? It's a first yeah, party it's a game. first party GameCube game. Right, so, so it's, uh, it's Mario Sunshine. So is this? <laughs> does this game? Well, the series is not around anymore. Oh, that's the one big loop. So no picks, Mario, no could Zelda. Be, could be Pikmin. The, I mean, that series is stretched. Yeah, but is it? I mean, it I is. want it to be. <laughs> it is. In my heart, it is. What if it's um, Battalion Wars? <sighs> yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, or Hey You Pikachu. No, that was 64. Um, and, and Pokemon's still around, so I don't know if Damon would give us that one. Also, wait War, a minute. WarioWare. Weird ones. Could be an Nintendo yeah. 64 game. A very yeah, late an optical. So it's optical oh, based oh, game. It's gotta be a 64 DD. Yeah. <laughs> that one Zelda anymore. game. <laughs> I, think, I think all the sports franchises have come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, Smash. Oh, man. Luigi's, uh, Luigi's, does Luigi's Mansion still count as around? Yeah, that's Should we around. ask the Smash Brothers question? But that's... Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Are any of the characters that star in this game playable fighters in Super Smash Brothers? Yes. F-Zero. That's 15. Oh, it's F-Zero. Good one. It's F-Zero X, except that wasn't Nintendo made. That was Sega made. I mean, yeah, I but, he said, but remember, he's like, Nintendo okay. published it. Would be F-Zero It is a Nintendo GX, game. Yeah. Could be Star Fox Adventure. Could be F-Zero... Yeah, F Zero is a really good one. I only got five questions though. I don't want to be smart about it. You don't want to be smart about it. Yeah, I want to be. Do you pilot a vehicle in this game? 
You do not pirate. pirate oh boy! That eliminates Star so, Fox. And but yeah. not Star Fox Adventure. Wait, do you ever drive the uh, Arwing? <coughs> yeah, uh, maybe not. I don't I can't remember. No, nobody remembers. I, but I, yeah, I, I actually I feel like you guys need some help. I just want to say this series are, is around. It is not around anymore. But that doesn't mean it doesn't star famous characters oh, that still are. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. You're, you're trying oh, to think okay. of characters that aren't around anymore. Yeah. No, you said it's no, a playable no. character. Like I'm, I've been trying to think of like you know Luigi's Mansion. Like, so what, what's some Mario spinoff franchise that was around in the GameCube era that is not around anymore? Uh, there's well, there's Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that still counts as around because they announced a sequel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is this a game that's a Mushroom Kingdom set game? No. Was <laughs> I Delfina can't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Donkey Konga? Dude, I love Donkey Konga. This is Donkey, uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Beat. I mean, yeah, I guess I meant that. Yeah. Um, you, we can ask. But, but that, that counts as Mario Kingdom. It's got Donkey Kong in it. I don't think I don't I don't know what to call those kingdoms. Would you say that Donkey Kong and Mario are in the, the same kingdom? That doesn't count as a no. funny question. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, the Donkey Kong Country games are not in the M- Mushroom Kingdom. Do you play this game with bongo drums? Yes. <laughs> is it Donkey Kong Jungle Beat? No. Are you sure you want to ask? Is it Donkey? Wait, 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 Nail it down even more. Because there's Donkey Konga and there's, Donkey Konga too. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, but we only get. <laughs> is this game a sequel? No. Why would you ask? Why if it's would a you So now it's just Donkey Kong. It's got to be. It could be Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. You didn't uh, help us eliminate the one thing we could have done. We could have asked. You asked the exact one. Isn't that one a sequel? No. Oh, well, there's Donkey Kong Kong and Donkey Kong Konga 2, but then there's Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, a platformer. It's probably Donkey Konga. It probably Cause, is. Because Damon was being nice to us. But if you it's control, not Donkey Konga. Can we use the clues we have to put this back together? No. <laughs> no, because in Donkey Konga, do you ever pilot a vehicle? Uh, no. No. It's just a rhythm game. But what do you control? I don't know. Bongo drums. Yeah. And is Donkey Kong in it? Yeah, he's hella. Maybe it's just Funky Kong. I've never played that game. Dude, I played a lot. I had a, I played a lot of I Donkey played Jungle Konga. Beat a lot. I didn't play any is it, Donkey Is it Donkey Konga? Konga? Yes. Woo! It is Donkey Konga on the 20th question. Mark walks away unscathed. <laughs> Donkey Konga. <laughs> Developed by Namco because it's actually a Taiko Drum Master game just yeah. with the Donkey Kong skin. Oye, como va? Is that in it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think Louis Louis is in it too, actually, yeah. which we heard from Dude, California Games last week. I know, you, like, wow. I, it, it's never come up in this show, but I actually, oh, I know a lot about Donkey Konga and played a lot. I need to find like a like a, a game, a winning little jingle that I can play when you guys get it right. I liked it so much, what I bought got? a second. No, oh, boy, no, that's no. Good. Those are just no. That's good. There it is. No, hold on. Now you're like settle down, settle down. Settle down. <laughs> I bought a I bought a second set of conga drums so that me and my girlfriend, who I'm now married to, we used to play Donkey Konga a lot together when we were in college. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I do not think the Donkey Kong Country games take place in the Mushroom Kingdom. I've never thought about those games. Well, if we would have lost this, I would have argued with you on that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually, that's some good, like, that's some good Nintendo lore there. Like, the Mario lore of the the Donkey Kong Country games versus the Nintendo games. Does Mario Sunshine take place in the Mushroom Kingdom? Yes. (laughs) It's got Bowser Jr. It takes place on Isle Delfina. That's fine. That's far away from the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, did, would, did we get a spoiler about that in Odyssey? Like, is that one of the lands that he, like, flies over? What if we would have asked, does this, is this t- take place in the Mario universe? What would you have said? He said no. I would say no. Yeah, I didn't say it. Mushroom Kingdom. But I would still say no. Wait, so wait, wait, but it what actual, is the Mario universe, then? Yeah. Exactly. Well, but in the Mario universe, you know, Mario and Donkey Kong 
are together a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yes, Cranky Kong is different... the original Donkey Kong. Yeah, but it's even it's a different Donkey Kong. Even he has has a different art style in like the Mario versus Donkey Kong. But he's game. got the same tie. He does have the same tie. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong '94, like it just it looks totally different from well, Donkey Kong Country. But that's, just, but, that, but that's New York Cranky City, Kong. isn't that just Earth? Well, you go to all different places. Yeah, and then in Mario Odyssey, uh, Donkey Kong and Pauline are both in it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's but part of the same universe. This game, Donkey Konga, is part of the same universe. I think Pauline is what actually ties it all together. Also, they all race in carts together. That's true, and fight each other. That's true. I think we got this in nineteen questions. Everybody. And play tennis <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, are the Smash Brothers games in the Mushroom Kingdom? No, the canon of Smash Brothers is. is that you're a child playing with toys, mm-hmm. and they're 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 having the toys fight together. You're a child with Which, just a heck of a lot of toys, and that's why the final boss is Master Hand. Gotcha. Gotcha. They they completely dropped that aspect of the lore after the first Smash Brothers, but if you go watch the very original opening of the original Smash Brothers, it's like a kid opening his toy box. Mm. Hmm. That's why there's those little trophies, too. Well, thank you for the suggestion. Brant Hurley in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, yes. Listeners, if you have your own video game 20 questions, suggestions, or questions for us, email them to gamescoop at IGN.com. If you're going to PAX East next week, make sure to come to our panel March 28th, Thursday, 12.30 p.m. in the Albatross studio. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Mark. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.